0: Off a girl, same grade as me. Tried to kiss her once in the, aisle of the bus. She right over me. Face down the gum on the I was Rooster production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now here are your hosts, Matt Crane
1: and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek.
0: Uh, Today is a wonderful Thursday, kind of a, a cloudy Thursday, getting cooler. Kind of a good start to the morning, but it's been getting colder throughout the day. And, Matt, I've had a busy week this week. had a bunch of uh, birthdays. Uh, you been. did? Yep. So today, uh, Matt, with all the birthdays I've had, we've also had a couple anniversary too. Today is actually my in-laws' anniversary day, uh, along with my niece's birthday. And so just a lot of celebrations going on kind of in the other side of my, of my wife's family, I guess, and the other side And in the in-laws. So it's been a busy week for me, and uh, along with that, and work. And, uh, Matt, I know you've got a busy weekend coming up.
1: That's right, Derek. Going to be traveling down with uh, almost 70 kids down to Pulaski. Mississippi for um, a number of our listeners have probably been to uh, Timber Creek is a very nice um, well I keep asking you to go to breakthrough uh, but you never go but it's a really nice um, retreat area now, and um, Breakthrough has been around for 45 years. It's a huge Methodist church camp that uh, Hernando Methodist has gone to for over a decade now, and um, just a lot of fun. Like I said, almost 70 kids. Going to be traveling down tomorrow afternoon on a big charter bus, and um, you know, Derek, one of those mountaintop moments that so many of us and so many listeners have been to and gone to in the church camps um, that we can remember going to as a kid. Uh, That's exactly the same type thing. A lot of fellowship and small group and um, just an opportunity for this the youth group to uh, get, you know, closer together. So uh, really looking forward to that and uh, safe travels prayer, prayer for safe travels when it comes to that. And uh, definitely our youth pastors and all the small group leaders who will be going on about four or five hours of sleep. Uh, wow. They're the ones that really need it.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a great time. We're also going to do a little something different here later on in the show. We've got, we're going to cover the, uh, our thoughts on the national championship game, which If you want to call it that. It'll be the shortest segment of the day. It'll be really short. And then also we're going to kind of preview and and talk about the upcoming uh, NFL games. That's something that we don't typically do, but we just kind of want, you know, this is something I think that y'all will be interested in just hearing about it. Uh, I know there's a lot of excitement. Uh, Of course, we've got this is the second year to have the extra team, to have a seventh team in the playoffs uh, with one team getting a bye. So uh, just a a great, uh, it's going to be a great week. A uh, great weekend, and really looking forward to that. So please stick around for the sports. We will be kicking off our sports segment talking about that.
1: Well, Derek, we've had a couple of people email us to ask us our opinions when it comes to NFL stuff. So we thought we'd share that. Well, I think
0: they also like to listen to us because that's what we do normally. And yeah. We just call each other something. Can you believe that? Or right. Usually about the Saints, unfortunately, RIP. For the, I, don't, I don't even know you're talking
1: about. <laughs> we, New Orleans no longer has a uh, franchise. I wish to, they didn't to have a coach. Let's be honest. I wish they did not have a coach well, right we now. We could talk about that all day long. But I will be – the, the, with the draft coming up, the bears having the new number 1 pick. That's going to be pretty neat how that's yeah. going to all oh, shake yeah. out and something I didn't mention and I will mention here uh now and then later on of course have the uh, honor to be the announcer tonight for the Hernando Lady Tiger Soccer Senior Night, which I'll be doing and uh, I'll be up there in the booth uh assisted by a gentleman that is uh definitely a huge part of our podcast, our presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch of Burt's Realty Group. Team Couch possesses now over 68 years of combined real estate experience. They have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club of North Mississippi, which not every team is allowed to be in, and they are the number one producing team in the Million Dollar Club. They're ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team right now with the different interest rates. Derek's going to talk more about that here in just a few minutes. The different interest rates and the things that are happening when it comes to the residential residential real estate market in DeSoto County. Podcast listeners, you for sure do not want to go with someone who's barely sold a thing, never listed a house, uh, doing this for the first time with something this important, a huge investment for your family. You want to work with the best, and the best in DeSoto County are Team Couch, our Birch Realty Group. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at their award-winning website, teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Put in your filters where you'd like to live, school zones, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, all those different things, and let teamcouch.com do all the work. Call them again, 662-449-1700. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2023 presenting sponsors and going on this journey. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Recording this overcast day at the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, vans. If you need help with an insurance claim, if you are traveling for, a little bit too late now for MLK weekend, but if you're traveling for spring break, if you're traveling for this summer and starting to put together plans, Derek, it may be a little wise to pay attention to uh, how poorly. The airlines are working right now. Disaster. (laughs) Uh, Total disaster. I mean, again, if you're thinking about flying to California or Vegas or Uh, Orlando or anything like that, Uh, pay attention to what the planes are doing right now and it is not going well. But our job is to help you get there, help you get back, help your family make memories this coming summer. And we'd love to serve you at Mobile Cars and Vans, 662-469-4555. Again, that's 662-469-4555. We had three renters just on Wednesday that showed up to Enterprise and Enterprise didn't have a car. That's what we do. We try and put you in a car. We work hard for, for local people. We'd love to continue to grow. Again, Mobile Cars and Vans located right here in Hernando. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans, for being our 2023 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, uh, again, we're starting kicking 2023 off. If you're a new listener to the podcast, we used to do it twice a week. Now we're going to do our weekly show every Friday morning. Uh, we're going to get out as early as we can. Uh, Derek, last week's show started, or middle of, the, middle of it, you made a little bit of prediction and said, hey, uh, may want to cool your jets on a local business that uh, thinks they're opening. And uh, sure enough, we were right. Right
0: you right. The uh, unfortunately, I guess for them and, yeah. and for those that are really need it, the dispensary, uh, the marijuana dispensary in Hernando was not allowed to open on Monday as they planned to do. And
1: which we're not, we're not reading, we're not advertising for no, them. No, 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 It's just the laws are they're a little deeper than people think.
0: Yeah. So and and I think the, the press release that was done is that they are they're going to be uh, close. Well, they're going to have to wait to open indefinitely yes, so indefinitely. they don't know what time it could be and again everything that we touched on last week you have to the, the government has to clear the cards has to produce the cards the cards have not been sent out then they have to make sure that everything's in i'm sure they'll have to do some type of walk through i mean there, there are several th- steps that still have to be done in order to have the dispensaries opened now some people can say well the state's dragging their feet because they don't want them uh, others can say no this is what you know there's just a lot of regulation sure, we want to make of sure they does not fall into the wrong hand so whatever side you you, it, you, you fall on it is not open. It probably will not be open here the, at least for the next few weeks. Uh, but, you know, as soon as we know about it, again, we are not advertising for anybody. Yeah. We will just let you know that the state cards are issued and that dispensaries are opening. And when that happens, we will let you know.
1: But we can advertise for anyone that's interested. If they would like to Absolutely. advertise, as soon as they we open, can help we push. We can help push this along. <laughs> We've gotten some things done. I going to be a pusher. Uh, well, oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah, we're not going to push any drugs. But, um, you know. We have a pretty good batting average for uh, helping things happen. Uh, The field house says hello, uh, but the uh, (laughs) the penny for the park says goodbye. So no, 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 was uh, not a good day right there. We're batting five hundred. It sounds like something like that. Derek, you mentioned a state, uh, having control, having those type things. Medical marijuana in the state of Mississippi exists because of what happened last year and for the last several years down in Jackson. So let's talk a little bit about some of the different things going on in Jackson, Mississippi. Obviously, I speak of the legislature that is in session. We're going to give you guys any kind of updates, any kind of Thoughts on different bills that are happening. But before we talk about that or go too deep, Derek, on some different things uh, in the coming weeks – Tell us, in the state of Mississippi, real quick, how a bill becomes a law. Yeah, we kind of want to do this as a public service for y'all because
0: you know we'll be talking a lot over the spring, as Matt mentioned, about new bills that potentially become laws. We won't talk much about them until they are close to becoming a law. So right. there, there are things being filed right now. There are things being submitted right now. Uh, there's actually a couple of uh, probably decent ones that probably will pass. But, again, we're, just, we're not going to do it till actually it starts passing houses or a house and goes to the other house, that sort of thing. And so because of that – we want to let you know how a bill becomes a law in the state of Mississippi. A bill is filed by an individual House or Senate member and referred to a committee or multiple committees dealing with the subject area of the bill by the presiding officer of the chamber. So that is a lieutenant governor of Delbert Hoseman in the Senate or Speaker Philip Gunn in the House. If the bill makes it through the committee process, it can then be taken up by the full chamber. However, it should be pointed out in the Mississippi legislature, a committee chair has the option to not take up a bill before the full chamber and allow it to die. So in other words, if something you know gets all the votes, he could still not he or she could still not allow it to go to the chamber floor. But if the bill passes both committee and the full chamber, if it's allowed to go, it is then sent to the other chamber. So, again, if it passes that way in the House, it is then sent to the Senate or vice versa, where the process is then repeated. It is also important to note that in a committee and before the full chamber, in both the House and the Senate, a bill can be amended by a majority vote. In most instances, the final passage of a bill also requires a majority vote, but there are higher thresholds in some instances such as a three-fifths majority to pass a revenue or a tax bill or a two-thirds majority to pass a constitutional resolution. So we see that on a a smaller level here. You know, sometimes if a planning commission denies something, then, of course, the aldermen have to have, you know, five votes to two instead of four to three called a supermajority where well, there's some things, as, as I mentioned, for taxes, for constitutional resolutions, they may need either a, a 60% or a 75% vote, excuse me, a 67% vote in order for those to pass.
1: And a representative or senator can, I mean, they can they can propose anything. Yeah, they can propose Any, anything absolutely there. It's anything. It's crazy some of the different bills that uh, are out there now in the the, the, in the, the hopper, in, just there yeah. right now in the state and all across the country and in Washington, D.C. Uh, for one instance, Derek, I sent you this picture. Uh, a bust of Zelensky inside our House of Representative—that's <laughs> not going to go anywhere. But the fact that somebody would say yeah. that is—it's uh, crazy. That's, 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 that's not, unbelievable. That's not, a foreign leader. Uh, let's put a bust of them. That's—it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Now, once the bill passes both the House and the Senate. Uh,
0: in the same form. Again, you know, we've heard a lot, a lot of times there may be one right. sentence that has to be changed that then it has to go back and they have to agree to that change. So once it passes the, both the House and the Senate in the same form, it is then sent to govern, t- Governor right now, Tate Reeves. He has the option to sign into law to allow it to become law without his signature or to veto it. Now, we did mention this several times that there are some bills where Coelho signed it immediately, has a big press conference. Other ones, of course, he'll have a big press conference because he wants to you know, reject it, veto right. it. The other kind is literally he has five days once he receives it to sign it. He can choose not to sign it. It still becomes law, but it's kind of like he abstained or he wants to show some disdain toward it, right. but doesn't necessarily want to reject it. So there's three different ways it can happen. And then, of course, if he does veto it, it takes a two-thirds majority vote of both chambers. So that's a, that's a huge 67% in right. both chambers in order to override a governor's veto.
1: So that is how a bill becomes a law in the state of Mississippi, and uh, arguably the coolest song to come from all of our childhoods. Love that song! It's a great, great song, no doubt about it. Well, there, one person that won't be pursuing, you know, being in the legislature anymore, or won't be there next year, but is there this year, is going to be. And again, we're under the water tower. We're Hernando base. That's typically what we're, what we, you know, kind of focus on. However, this particular gentleman covers some of the Lewisburg area. Uh, Representative Dana Criswell is calling it quits after this year.
0: That's right. We, we cover mostly items under the water tower in Lewisburg, and after February 1st, we will go over the list of everyone running for our county and state offices that affect Hernando and some in DeSoto County, again, in the Lewisburg, maybe even the walls area that does uh, kind of connect to Hernando.
1: Because that's the deadline.
0: That's the deadline. Yes. February 1st, you have to declare whether or not you want to run for whatever position.
1: Very interesting folks that have declared so far, and publicly
0: and privately. Yeah, some of them are currently <laughs> unopposed, and, a, and there's a couple that have like four candidates. Yeah. So it's, it's so going to get interesting.
1: Interesting list.
0: However, one from DeSoto County that will not run again is Dana Criswell uh, from Mississippi Representative of District 6, which is part of Olive Branch, Lewisburg area. After December announcement on Facebook, which has since been removed, that he would seek re-election... To the Mississippi House 6th uh, House seat, the state representative, Dana Criswell, has decided not to run again. He made the announcement via an email newsletter this past Sunday, January 8th. In his letter, he cited his original intentions in running in 2016, which included a promise to his wife that he would only serve one term. He basically begged her. Uh, she allowed him to, uh, to, I guess, do a second term. Then Quinn said, that you know what, I wanted to run again. I'm saying, Matt, sometime in December over Christmas, she said, um, Absolutely. no, you're not. This was your promise. <laughs> and so he went on to add that he is grateful to the people of District 6 for the opportunity to serve them in the Mississippi legislature and to do his duty to represent their conservative values. Now, while Chriswell did not endorse any potential candidates in the election for House District 6, he did wish well whoever steps up to replace him, offering encouragement to withstand the pressures of politics. Again, one person so far has – registered to run for that position we're not going to say it yet we'll cover all those on the show after february i guess the february 2nd or 3rd show whatever i think i think the first is a wednesday it's a a wednesday so uh we will cover all of the names on that show uh but as of right now um you know this is one person who has chosen not to run there are rumors there may be one or other two other in desoto county that choose not to run and this is a big deal because you know when at eight years he has some tenure and whether you agreed for some things he voted for or did not vote for. Having I think
1: the, the key may be what he did not vote for.
0: Right. Well, there's there's some <laughs> things that, that where he did a couple of controversial votes or, I guess, non-votes. But – we are losing somebody that is our voice and is in this you know, in the Mississippi legislature. So that's going to be somebody brand new, having to go down there, having to be assigned to committees starting from the lower rung and moving their way up. So it is very important every time when somebody chooses not to run again, not that's beat out, but somebody that chooses not to run again, because we know that is a, an open position that will need to be filled. And so we just hope that it's filled by the right person for our County.
1: You mentioned it, Derek, uh, you know, Talking about him telling his wife, I'm going to run, run one term and begging for a second, all that kind of stuff. Man, I bet there's so many men and women, mm-hmm. it affects the whole family. I mean, it's three uh, months. It's, 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 it's a guarantee. I'm three talking about politics gone. in general. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. and I have friends that are aldermen now, and, and yep. I know husbands and wives that have both been like, "Why in the world are yep. we doing this? It's not my thing, and uh, it never will be my thing." Yep. Uh, honestly, but uh, you know, God bless those people that go and do it. So, uh, Representative Chriswell, you got it. Uh, what ninety days left, or 65, 70 days left, and then you'll be doing. Does he have it? What, what's he do from a living, standpoint? Do we know or?
0: No, I'm not sure what his career is. This will be his last session. Uh, whenever it sign signed, hopefully around March 31st, then yeah, he'll wait for the election. He's still the, the sitting representative. Of course, if the governor were to say, hey, in July, call everybody back for a special vote, that would still be him going back sure. until after the uh, August
1: primaries. Gotcha. understand that. Well, I can tell you one thing, Derek, he's not going to be doing on his uh, official phone. Uh, if it's owned by the state of Mississippi, the government of the state of Mississippi, and that's looking at TikTok, because as Derek's about to mention, Tate Reeves has uh, said no more TikTok on your government-issued phones. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah, this just came out uh, over the night, uh, overnight last night. Governor Tate Reeves has issued a ban on TikTok for all state-issued phones and other devices in a letter sent to the Mississippi agency heads. A similar ban has been ordered on federal government-issued devices and other states who have also followed suit. Now Reeves' directive said state employees must remove, delete, and uninstall all relevant applications from state-issued devices no later than January 31st. The state's technology department has been ordered to block access to TikTok from the state's network. The ban applies to all devices except those being used for bona fide law enforcement or public safety purposes, i.e., what I think he's meaning there is like if cops are using that right. to try to draw people somewhere, yes. whether it be some kind of uh, you know kid people trying to get underage kids sting, sure. or if they're trying to do you know some other way of trying to catch criminals in some type of a uh, sting. They'll allow them on there. Other than that, they will be banned from all state issued phones, devices, etc.
1: And look, that's going to be because most people that are listening to our show know uh, it is a Chinese owned company and uh, been proven to be very close, uh, closely embedded with the CCP uh, over in China. And um, you know, people have access to TikTok. You never know what more access well, I mean, they could do uh, with that. They have the same information that Facebook has. They
0: have the same information that you know, groups like Amazon has, or, or you know, when you use Alexa, that sort of thing. They know what your tendencies are. They know where you're going they know what you're doing they know what you like and so they are collecting data of some sort now whether we do we have a hundred percent knowledge that they're using it for ill purposes or stealing state secrets not at this time but if they have all that data at some point they could if they're not already and that's what the that's what the people are fearful for but you know Again, Facebook is doing it every day to you, and we seem to trust Facebook a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, that but I mean, that's they're, why they're it's doing it's American it. company. It's an American company, and so they, there could be more repercussions that were to be found out. But Cause, yeah, because so Zuckerberg, right
1: Zuckerberg, he, he's, he's right, right wing. Zuckerberg, he's very <laughs> right wing.
0: <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that they are banning it from TikTok, and uh, you know, and the federal government's doing the same thing, and so are other states. So it, it's not surprising.
1: Yeah, it's not surprising that governments, uh, state, local, and federal governments are saying, oh, we know who who has access. Let's get our stuff off of that. And then, you know, so be it. I mean, again, the state of Mississippi, if it's a government-issued phone, can tell you what to do with your phone, period. Yeah. You don't don't look at TikTok, fine. Have another line. Go do your thing. Look on your kids, whatever. Have your own own phone. phone. Yeah, have a separate phone and and, and go from there. I don't think separate phones, uh, not good. Probably not a good thing. And if
0: you're pulling out three or four phones as you're <laughs> sitting down, that's probably not a good look. Uh,
1: yeah. You're looking at a lot of apps that your husband or wife may not, uh, may not appreciate. Well, Derek, as we turn our attention to a national situation, national level, let's go ahead and look at what we've been talking about, man, for the last year. It seems like it's been creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. Now it's on a bit of a downward trend. You in the banking business, I mean, like you, one of your predictions was maybe three uh, interest rate hikes and they ended up doing six or seven in 2022. So 23 is starting off. Still higher than it should be or higher than it's been, but it is trending correctly. I'm speaking, of course, about inflation. Give us those numbers.
0: Yeah, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported on Thursday, so just today, that annual inflation slowed to 6.5% in December 2022, a sign that the high consumer prices plaguing the nation are easing. Now, the inflation for the prior month of November 2022 was 7.1% year-over-year. Now, the Bureau notes that the largest contributor to the decrease is gasoline, which saw a 9.4% drop from November. Overall, the energy sector of the report decreased 4.5%, even as electricity costs rose 1%. Now, in the past year, energy prices have risen 7.3%. However, consumers are still feeling the strain on their wallets when it comes to food and shelter, both of which saw increases for the sixth straight month. Food prices are up 0.3%, while shelter or housing costs rose 0.8%. So Matt, overall, we went from a 7.1 year-over-year, we're now down to 6.5 year-over-year, which does show that the interest rate uh, increases are working.
1: So you're saying 7.1 in November, year-over-year, compared to November 2021, then December compared to December 2021.
0: Is now 6.5%. 65 January, maybe even less. We hope that it's less right. because as – and so now, because of that, you mentioned something about interest rates. The, I think it's at 80%. There's an 80% chance, or, or the market thinks there's an 80% chance, that the rate uh, that when they meet at the end of the month on the 31st and February 1st, that they'll raise it only a quarter of a percent, that the Fed will only step, raise yeah. rates you – know, it's it was three-quarters – three three times in a row. The last time it was half a percent. Now they're hoping for maybe a, a a quarter percent and then maybe a quarter, quarter stop, or maybe quarter, quarter, quarter stop. Something like that. But to kind of ease it down, they still think it'll get to five Five and a quarter, which means prime will get to eight, eight and a quarter. But they do not – They this is a great sign. Of course, the market was up when the last time I checked it uh, at lunchtime. Uh, and because this is all good news, people are starting to kind of see the end, the light at the end of this inflation tunnel. We hope that every month we get better news like this. As, he, as the, the, the article said, still have high food prices. Saw so a couple things, a couple of different reports about the eggs was like one one thing they were picking out. Eggs, you know, they I think they were like a dollar seventy nine this time last year, now they're four ninety nine on average. And a lot of that has to do I mean, all the, the supply stuff is, is mostly going away there's still some issues here there but it's this is having to do with the worst avian flu in history so a lot of birds are dying they cannot uh, they can't get the eggs you know out before they they unfortunately pass not able to do do that so there's a a shortage of eggs it has nothing to do with supply chain or anything like that the shortage of eggs is causing inflation and and other than trying to find a a a vaccine for the chickens or whatever that's not going to ease up so those are all there's so many different factors adding into why groceries are so high. It's not just one fix-all, hey, let's raise rates and then groceries will come down. No, there's a bunch of stuff affecting it. So while overall facial rate is coming down, it's still, you may not feel it yet because the groceries are still kind of high for other reasons.
1: Yeah, I saw that last night on the news, Derek. The, uh, like you mentioned, the bird flu that kind of started in the East Coast, worked its way all the way to the West Coast, has, you know, decimated, you know, these oh, supplies. They, they, they're, just,
0: they're having to just like mutilate, burn yeah, hen houses sure. because if, if once they find it in there, it's got like they have to just destroy
1: it. I swear. It's terrible. First TikTok and now no <laughs> eggs. We can't get any Olympics. eggs. And it's unbelievable, man. I mean, it's it's cats and dogs living together. I mean, it's just it's a hot mess. But mm-hmm. thanks for those numbers, Derek. Again, we'll continue to – for those people that don't understand what the interest rates and what Derek's talking about and so forth, pretty simple. The Fed, the Federal Reserve Bank in Washington, D.C., you can't just – slam on the brakes as if it, as if a car in front of you stops you can't do that what they are having to do is just gradually push the brake as best they can some would say it's because of their fault that you know, they did things differently. Who knows? It doesn't matter. But inflation seems to be improving, which is a good thing all across the country. And hopefully, uh, if you have any borrowed money, whether it's a mortgage, or it's a variable credit card, or whatever, that uh, interest rate affects what you're paying to the bank and paying an in interest. So hopefully, it's going in a good direction. And, and we'll be here to report on it for sure. Well, Derek, as I mentioned on our show last week, we will be doing a fact of the month, not a fact of the week anymore with our, you know, once a week show, we will be doing a fact of the month. And you're going to give us that in just a few moments. But before we do that, tell us, about the official dentist of the UTW podcast. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence
0: under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFEC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662 429 5239.
1: We say it every week, Derek, just wonderful people over at DFDC. You and I serve on boards with both uh, Dr. Trotter and Dr. Paroli. Uh, just really, really good people that are eager to help and be a part of the uh, Hernando community. And uh, we just so glad that they're part of the UTW podcast and have signed on to be with us for 2023. As I mentioned, the DeSoto County Fact of the Month now is brought to us each and every month by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. The DeSoto County Museum located on Commerce Street right across the street from Cadence Bank. Again, very simple, right across the street from Cadence Bank on Commerce Street. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Again, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. A wonderful asset to the city of Hernando. a wonderful asset to DeSoto County. A great place to take your young people to uh, just see a number of different things. A lot of people still don't know we have a great museum right here in Hernando. Get by and see Rob Long today. Again, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Derek, this month's DeSoto County Fact of the Month is what? Well, Matt, it might surprise folks,
0: but in 1960 – Hernando had only one full-time police officer and a single fire engine. What is that, 60 years ago, 63 years ago? We only had one full-time police officer and a single fire engine. Now, this is a town which served as the county seat. To beef up the town's safety capacities, the Board of Aldermen approved giving police powers to the town's mayor pro temp, who also serves as a backup to the town mayor. That year... 1960, no less, the creation of a small police department was discussed. It is no coincidence that in 1960 was also the year that the Andy Griffith show premiered on television. Uh, so, again, we, we see Andy Griffith. They, that, that town had two police officers, right. and we're like, hey, man, we only have one. What do we want to do? Also discussed that year, a new fire truck and a motorized grader in order to grave the mostly gravel streets you had to go there over and over again just kind of scrape them back and forth because back then we didn't have hardly any paved roads so that's only 63 years i mean i'll be 60 in 12 years and i think that that has happened in you know someone just slightly older than me's lifetime these are the kind
1: of changes that have been made in hernando yeah we take it for granted dick i mean seriously we're talking about uh, can you imagine somebody in 1960 they'd be like uh tick means a clock <laughs> I mean, seriously, they'd be like, "What in the world are you even talking about?" So that's how different the world is. Just sixty-three years later. Little fact: my grandfather was uh, one of the one of, if not the, greater driver for my parish back oh, in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, did that for a number of years and was really, really good at it. So I always remember, you know, seeing him do that and 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 thinking how cool that was. Fact of the month: I mean. Wow, what an awesome city we live in right now in Hernando, Mississippi. Over seventeen thousand people. You know, Derek. Some people might would still vote. We, if we had one officer, some people might would still vote against the police officer, <laughs> against the police department <laughs> hiring a second. We'll just make that joke. Uh, but uh, it's funny, of course. But uh, anyway, we digress. Fact of the month given to us by Rob Long, the County Museum. Get by today and support. The DeSoto County Museum. I failed to mention admission is always free. And if you'd like to donate to the DeSoto County Museum, you can do that anytime you'd like. Well, let's turn our attention to sports. Derek, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, different analytics that we're able to see from a podcast standpoint, uh, the sports side of it may slow things down a little bit from a listener's uh, standpoint. So we're going to try and do some different things and talk about things a lot of people talk about, talk about national things. And uh, one of them, Derek, the NCAA championship was this past Monday since our last show. I'll say it like that. Since our last show, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, absolutely destroyed the oh, the, 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 uh, TCU, the TCU the Horn Frogs. 65-7. to I swear, Georgia could have scored 100 points.
0: East, they, they, they pulled they, their quarterback. Yes. The quarterback had six touchdowns and Bennett had six touchdowns with 12.5 minutes yes. left in the fourth quarter. There yes. was a full quarter left, and they like, hey, it, wasted a timeout, if you want to call it wasted, to give him a walk-off, put his he put, put a, a sub in, and the sub basically leads him on two more scoring drives, yeah. two more touchdowns. It's like, man, they just – 15 players last year to the NFL. Correct. The, the fifteen players, most in the country last year, 15 gone, five of those in the first round. And all they do is go fifteen and zero and win the national championship game by fifty
1: seven points. And go look at their schedule; it's the easiest schedule in the SEC next year. I mean, well, it's rated as the easiest schedule in the SEC. Would you have Ole Miss on there? No, Ole Miss is on that, but it's in Athens. (laughs) It's in Athens. Ole Miss could be undefeated, and we're still going to be double digit underdogs to Georgia in Athens. Just tremendous. But again, we have a lot of people that listen to our show that you know follow college football. You and I are huge fans of that. We played football in high school and thoroughly enjoy that. But um, you know, everybody says. You know, oh, TCU should have been there. All this, none of that matters. They played. They were there. Uh, TCU, even getting destroyed, sixty-five to seven. Watch their admissions will skyrocket. Their yeah. their improvement that is a really really big deal to play in those type semifinal games. And the twelve-team playoff will be here before we know it in two thousand twenty-four. And um, you know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are the kind of schools that are primed for that. 10, 11, 12 spot. That's where yeah, we're I mean, trying if to get to. If you get nine or ten wins in you the SEC, you got to go for ten. Ten wins, ten wins. If
0: you win, go, Yeah, wins. nine or ten wins in the SEC,
1: you can be a top twelve team and Absolutely, make the playoffs. No, no. You get ten. Here's here's what you want to do. Get to ten wins. Maybe not have to play the SEC championship. Get get to the five through eight spot is the key. That's what, you don't want to play an SEC championship game. It's another game. It's another right, game. Right. It's another opportunity for somebody to get injured. You want to be between five and eight. Get some rest. Yeah, know, know you're get, locked in. Oh, absolutely. No, you're locked in, and then yeah. w-
0: watch the game, enjoy it, and then say, okay, who we got first
1: round, and then yeah. get ready to go. And so, I mean, even Ole Miss fans, me and you included, but I'm speaking for myself, hey, the SEC championship, which Ole Miss has never played in or or won, we've never won the West, Right. those days of hoping for that are over. Let's hope for a national title. You hope for a 12th seed. I absolutely. Got, no, 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 no. You want the 5-8 so you get, you get well, to host. I, 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 yeah, I mean, imagine sure. Ole Miss hosting Clemson or Ole Miss hosting Notre Dame. Yeah on a december 10th day i mean i whew, i can't wait for that i would be there <laughs> that would be <laughs> I would absolutely be I, I, I just can't wait so if you don't know that's coming the 2024 season will be a 12 team playoff that uh, truly will be here before you know it so that we wanted to mention that the ncaa well, I mean, th- I
0: mean, I, that, that game on monday like it was i'm sorry yeah. i've never seen i've never seen a team that overmatched i mean tcu is a good team they beat a good michigan team they you know only had one of the lost the whole they year won, they, they got it they, they got there but it was the worst bowl loss in history, not championship loss, right, bowl, not not semifinal or you know not college playoff loss, bowl loss period yep. in history, hmm. and that is um that's a lot of history. Yeah. I mean the the Rose Bowl hundred over a hundred something years old that uh, a loss has not been this bad, and so it just you feel for those kids because they're so excited, but they were so. I mean Georgia was there last year. They've played Alabama in the championship game several times. You know finally got over the hump two or three years ago. They've been in those big games. This was everything to TCU, and it was just that's, – that's a lot of pressure for those kids, and I just felt bad. At first, you're like, okay, well, you know, SEC asserting the dominance, and then by, like, the second half, you're like, this is really like, – sure, I, I feel bad for these kids. These well, kids,
1: they, have, they can do nothing. Well, here's the thing. You look up, and, and Georgia, A, gets the best players, and one thing that you will uh, – I don't know how much you paid attention in the last week or two, Georgia will not be uh, outworked. Period. Oh no. Kirby Smart said in his thing, "Hey, yep. we preach and we teach, we eat off the floor." Meaning yep. we're turning the page and we're going for title number 3. And that that I know we did our pred- predictions last week. The University of Georgia my prediction will be a 3P champion next year because they again their schedule is easy. First time ever, I think. Probably the first, the first time, time, time ever, yep. definitely in the college football playoff. Yep. But uh yeah, that's going to be a prediction for me because the, the the schedule, the way it sets up, and again, if you convince these four and five-star players to, you know, we joke around about leadership. You know, leaders eat last. That's mm-hmm. that's what that's the saying. And if you convince everybody to eat last and not be complacent, which is probably what we should do in society, um, you're going to have strength. And that's yeah. what Georgia's going to do. Well, so, uh, unfortunately,
0: that the running back that scored their last two touchdowns when the subs came in was from Mississippi. Yeah, and that's disheartening. Yeah, which
1: part? Where, where in Mississippi do we know? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't. I have to go back and look. But he was. I mean, they said it twice. Mississippi kid coming in, getting two touchdowns yeah. in the fourth quarter. I'm like, dang. You know, you just. I mean, look. I don't. I'm not saying I want him to go play Mississippi State. But do I wish he would have stayed in state to make the Robert whatever, make our team better, make Mississippi State better, whatever? Absolutely. I don't want to see Georgia just get richer with sure. our kids. I mean, oh,
1: anyway. Get ready for that, my friend. Get, that's <laughs> not going to slow down at all. Well, look, talking about getting richer, all these guys at in the NCAA that, that played on Monday night would love to pursue and get a little further in their playing career. And, of course, I'm talking about the NFL. And the NFL playoffs kick off this weekend. They call it Super Wild Card Weekend, which is just a, another term for, hey, more football. So, Derek. Break down those games. Start the first one, and uh, we're going to visit a little bit about that. Maybe pick winners.
0: All right, so we're we'll going to start in the AFC again. Uh, the Chiefs get a buy, so that they'll, they're the one seed. They're going to get a buy this week. So first, we've got. On Sunday at 1 p.m., we've got the Dolphins at the Bills. Now, we found out that Tua will not play. Matt, this is an absolute beatdown. Yeah, I, I can't imagine yes.
1: Bills by 21. No, put, I, I don't gamble anymore, but uh, maybe maybe time to dust that bookie's phone number off. Now, I, ha-
0: I didn't go with the lines. I think the last time I saw it, it was 13 and a half. Yeah. I think now that Tua's not playing, that's probably over 14. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, but, yeah. it,
1: Not only is it a backup quarterback, it's a backup quarterback and nobody knows. No, it's Teddy, a back. No, Teddy, Teddy it's, it's Bridgewater third, cannot, yes. Yeah, Bridgewater may also not play. Yeah, exactly. So yes. that's what I'm saying. It's going to yeah. be Davenport whoever that is. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's the Bills are going to win that one and move on.
0: And all right. So next we got Ravens at the Bengals. Same thing. Lamar Jackson will not play. Correct.
1: So <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's a little tricky there because, you know, maybe with him not playing, they can focus. And let's not forget we mentioned DeMar Hamlin. Glad he's home. Glad everything is Y'all, going well absolutely. with him. That's wonderful. But the Cincinnati Bengals uh they got host. They did get host. They got host. Go pay go learn about that. Go learn about the different situations. All Cincinnati did was play in the game. All T Higgins did was catch the ball, turn into Demar yeah. Hamlin and it's it's crazy enough but the Bengals are being punished for nothing. Well they they um, they're, the way it works. Yeah,
0: they have one more they did not have the opportunity to beat the Bills team who got the 2 seed. Correct. Yes. They're now the 3 seed and so um they are not in line to unless both the one and the two seeds lose, they are not in line to have a coin flip in order to determine the, uh, a neutral site game. That will be the case if the Bills and the Chiefs meet because of that very reason that you just yeah. mentioned. Um, but I just don't see without, without Lamar playing, I think it will be a closer game than the Dolphins and the Bills, but I still think the Bengals win by 10, 12, 13 points. Bengals the are a like better that. team. They're a better team. And, and better look, team. the
1: Bengals have a better quarterback. Maybe, Man, with Lamar, well, may, maybe with Lamar Jackson playing. Bengals have the better quarterback. That's an NFL – in the NFL, quarterback play is what makes all the difference. So uh, we'll talk more about the Cowboys in just a second. Go yeah. ahead.
0: The last one, the last one of the AFC this weekend – okay, excuse me, that, one, that game will be Sunday night at 7.15. The last one will be the Saturday night 7.15 game. That is the Chargers at the Jaguars. Now, the Chargers are the five seed. Jaguars are the four seed, even though they have like a 500 record because they won their division. This is the most evenly – Matched first round game on paper, all right. So the, are the and so I think the spread's like one or one and a half. So very uh, evenly matched. Uh, the, the Chargers having to go all the way East Coast West Coast three time zones to play in Jacksonville. Matt, this is a tough one. Uh, you know, are the Jaguars last year's Bengals where they made that just surprisingly barely you know won the di- terrible division, made a run, end up going to the Super Bowl could that be the Jaguars this year is it finally the Chargers turn i don't know i'm i'm going to go i've a slight lean to the Chargers even though they're on the road um, but I would not be surprised if the Jaguars won.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Jaguars are playing good football at the right time. That's the key. Playing good football at the end of the season. It doesn't matter if you're eight, 8 and nine. Nine, and 9 None of that stuff matters when you get into the playoffs in the NFL. A hot team. That's what you want to do. Is you want, I mean, that's the Titans were terrible at the end, even though they start off so hot. And so it doesn't matter once you make the playoffs. You want to be on that team that's won three, four, five in a row, starting to believe in themselves. Because hey, we're talking about professional football. All of these guys are good. So I'm going to say Jaguars at home benefit. From that, but a really good game with two young quarterbacks that are going to be around for a long time.
0: I mean, with with Burrow, Herbert, and Lawrence, I mean, those are three good young quarterbacks getting their you know really first good taste of the playoffs. I mean, I know Burrow made a good run last year, but this is only you know he was he missed a whole year, so just a, a great thing. They're going to be around for the next 15 years. Really excited for that. Now moving to the NFC, the Eagles get the bye They're the one seed, which they're not playing great football at the end of the year, but they still they. Did well enough throughout the season to get the bye. Uh, So the first uh, game we're going to talk about is the Saturday 3.30 game on Fox. This is the first game of the weekend. It will be the Seahawks at the Niners. Now, the 49ers, they've played each other twice this year already. They're in the same division, and they've beaten down the Seahawks in both games that they've played this year and also might have the hottest young quarterback in the league. We just mentioned two of them. Uh, Brock Purdy, Matt, 6-0. Since he started, since uh, he took over as quarterback, the last pick of last year's draft, Correct. the Mister Irrelevant, Correct. obviously the lowest pick ever to win a you know a, a game uh, at quarterback. So is the the new Tom Brady? A lot of people you know having these kind of correlations. You know, the starting quarterback goes down, veteran quarterback goes down, young guy comes in, leads them to the playoffs, the Super Bowl. We'll see. But um, that's Brock Purdy. I must say this is a cakewalk. They've already played twice. This is in San Francisco. A lot of rain, I know, going on down there. And, you know, a prayer for those people who are having to deal with all that. But I just see a, another, you know, two-score beatdown.
1: Yeah, 49ers, too good. Defense is amazing. Um, spread the ball around. Purdy, just get out of the way and let the Stars do their thing. And uh, 49ers should win by 10 or more points. But, yeah, that's that, that's what should happen. And um, I always like to look at the beginning of the season, hey, where should they end? 49ers are a team that should end their season uh, no less than the NFC Championship game, yeah. in my opinion. Well, they're too seed. Yeah, that's, what, exactly. Exactly. Where they so be, that's where yeah. they should be. So, yeah, they'll win this uh, division game pretty uh, pretty easily. What's next?
0: All right, the next one, Giants at the Vikings. Uh, this is Sunday at 3.30 on Fox. Now, this is a sneaky Giants team against you know what some people think could be an overrated Vikings team. Now, Vikings are the three seed. I believe their record is 13-4. Giants come in uh, as a wild card. And this is the game of all, I mean, the Chargers-Jaguars was even on paper. This is the game that everybody's looking at saying, here's your upset. Right, so if there's going to be an upset the first round, it's going to be the Giants over the Vikings. Now, of course, the Vikings are reading every one of those press clippings, uh, but the Vikings have you know, the Giants have a good coach. Obviously, a great running game. Daniel Jones has learned not to cut down on his mistakes. He's also able to use his legs to get out of the pocket to actually you know extend drives to get the first down if he has to run for it. And so just to keep that Vikings explosive Vikings offense off the field, I think it's going to be really close. I do think the Vikings will win, just because I. I When everybody picks the upset, that's usually not how it goes. Um, I'm going to say Vikings by three.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I mean, Vikings are the better team. Again, where should the Giants be at the beginning of the year? Take a look. What's their ceiling? Um, Making the playoffs, to me, is their ceiling. They lose this week, and uh, we move on. Again, start to pay attention to all right. the best teams are the ones that end up being there. And, uh, yeah, the the Giants get eliminated, and uh, we move on. And finally, uh, the Monday night game, which – Come on, Here, ESPN. This, here's going to be the hot take. C- come going. on, come on, ESPN.
0: Like seriously, these this is. Did you say Monday night, Monday night, Monday night. Wow. So they both of these teams, whoever wins this game, will have a short week. Which okay. yeah. don't know how that's fair. Sure. ESPN, do better. Like I know you want the game, I know you want the money, but the winner of this game will now either be on a five or a six day week, where everybody else could be on a six or seven day week.
1: Derek, you mentioned earlier, you and I are Saints fans. Uh, yeah, we're not going to feel sorry for anybody. No, no, oh no, okay. no. Okay, no, let's no, let's no. move on. So sorry, Cowboys
0: sorry. at the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm. I I'm, don't. Does not say Saints. It does say Buccaneers. We unfortunately gave them two games this year to give them this playoff spot. Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Matt, is there a way for both these teams to lose? That's all I'm asking. That's that's my prediction.
1: (laughs) Can both teams lose? Sadly, one of these teams has to win. You and I are not Buccaneers fans. Um, uh, you know Brady. I mean, at least on my, my end, I tolerate him, and that's fine. I mean, my God, he's been around. The fact that he's older than me, <laughs> he's, he's, he's older than me, a little yes, bit younger than is. you, still out there doing stuff. You know, I think the Bucks win. Some of our listeners are not going to like what I'm about to say. Uh, the Bucks win, and I, maybe I eat crow. I don't know. I'll admit it next week. The Bucks win because um, the Cowboys do not have a quarterback. Oh, the Cowboys do not have a quarterback. Derek, you and I. Are, we we cheer for a franchise that does not have, a, does not have, quarterback. have a quarterback <laughs> there are five, if if you don't have Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and you don't have a quarterback that name what are we doing yeah that is absolutely the truth right now it is i mean those are the studs those are the stars no offense to the people that are listening to our show that maybe drove out the road or you know started ringing their <laughs> cowbell at me Dak Prescott is not a quality NFL quarterback. I'm sorry, he can sell chunky soup, but he can't win you playoff games, and certainly can't take you where the Cowboys uh, have not gone in almost 30 years.
0: I think it's going to be a good game. Um, the Buccaneers have an extremely good defense.
1: I think the Cowboys can score, but yes, if if the Cowboys win, it won't be because of number four. I'll well, say
0: that. I think well, it will be because he did not turn the ball over. Right. Okay. I think that's the thing. Like he has had Which again a, does not mean his last two or three yeah. weeks. He's had multiple picks, uh, turnovers, has looked very, very poor. Last week was an absolute disaster. And I think that people – you know, they they had a chance to tie the Eagles at one point, maybe even kind of with the division, if they, you know, one more thing under both their way. And they end up just getting obliterated on the last game of the season. And now they have to go to Tampa, who is glad to be there, who, you know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady in the playoffs, you can say whatever you want to about him. Uh, He somehow finds a way to win. I promise you I watched him do it twice against the Saints this year in disgusting fashion. And I wish both teams could lose. I think I'm gonna go with you. I think the Buccaneers pull this out in a ugly yeah, sure. 21-17, 2014 type of game. Um, but I do believe the Buccaneers win
1: again. At a certain point, the Cowboys have to look up, and uh, I, I think he's a wonderful person. I've heard nothing but great things, and he's a, a huge part of the state of Mississippi and the the uh, the history and the lure of college football. However, um, the Cowboys need to look at moving on at quarterback. That's just uh, that's that's what that's my opinion. So there's the playoff, the uh, first round. Like I said, super wild card weekend. We'll review our picks maybe uh, next week and, and kind of talk about what that looks like and preview those games coming up. But we wanted to talk a little bit about that because it's a national level. So many of our listeners enjoy NFL football. You know, watch that, whether it be fantasy and all that kind of stuff. So we wanted to mention that before we turn our attention and wrap up the show the way we always do by uh, shining a spotlight on the local kids right here under the water tower. Derek, kick us off with North Point Christian School Basketball. Go.
0: All right, so starting with the North Point girls, they defeated Margolin Hebrew 55-15 last Friday and then played a hard-fought game against Harding this past Tuesday night, getting the victory 45-41 to with Lily Milligan leading the way with 26 points. Next up for the Trojans will be in Lausanne at Lausanne Friday night where the Lady Trojans will look to stay perfect in district. The North Point Boys also defeated Margul in Hebrews 64 to 26, and then lost an overtime heartbreaker Tuesday night to Harding, 55-53. They went one and one in district over the last two games. As mentioned, both teams will play. Lausanne at Lausanne Friday night. Now we will moving to the Lewisburg girls. The Lady Patriots got their first basketball win in school history against DeSoto Central, 48-40, and then followed that up Tuesday with an extremely tough loss to an always good Olive Branch team, 39-38. They dropped their first district game of the season in that matchup and now sit in second place behind Olive Branch. They will look to get back on the winning track Friday night at another district rival, Center Hill. The Lewisburg boys also got their first victory win in school history against DeSoto Central, 44-34, and then followed that up Tuesday with a loss to the defending state champion Olive Branch boys team, 98-76. Having the best team in the state, in your district, and in your same town is an extremely tough draw for the Patriots. They look to right the ship when they go to Center Hill Friday night. Now moving down uh, to Under the Water Tower, the Lady Tigers lost a non-conference game over the weekend to Lafayette 49-32 and then played South Panola on Tuesday looking for a district win. But they were overmatched by the South Panola Lady Tigers and lose the game 73-51 even with Demaya Cummings scoring 22 points. Things don't get any easier as they travel to South Haven Friday night to face the Lady Chargers in another district game. Uh, Hernando Boy Tigers also lost to Lafayette over the weekend. There's a heartbreaker 55 to 54 and also tried to rebound Tuesday night in their district matchup with South Panola. This Tiger team was, an, was able to regroup and get a great district win 67, 61 over the Batesville Tigers. Josh Humes led the Tigers the Hernando Tigers with 22 points. They will face a tougher South Haven squad Friday night and will need to bring their A game to get another victory. Now moving to Hernando's soccer, which is the only soccer team that we cover. The Lady Tigers played four matches over the weekend in gulfport but i was unable to find any of their results so please
1: again i don't know no, you don't want to know okay just, you didn't need i do p- not
0: want to know <laughs> that what they did but they had four games in, uh. I they hope, played four games i'll just I say hope that.
1: you enjoyed the beach there you go i don't uh, think they hit the beach much <laughs> maybe they, they, they may hit the showers but they didn't hit the beach. okay, okay. Well, <laughs> well we'll
0: say that we, we're still unknown even though it sounds like kind of know yeah, we know on tuesday night they traveled down to batesville to face the south panola tigers making tuesday an all tigers battle in both soccer and basketball The basketball teams, as we mentioned earlier, split their games. For the soccer teams, the Tigers from Hernando annihilated both Batesville Tiger teams. Killed them. The girls started off with a 12-0 victory where goals were scored by Liv Norris, Peyton Williamson, Riley Jackson, Wynn Sanders, Delaney Hopkins, who had a brace, Sarah Bomar, who had a brace, Olivia McNeely, Bella Delagadio, Ellie Reinhardt, and Lily Jones. Delagadio. 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 Their next match is at home for senior night on Thursday night against Horn Lake. Matt, you mentioned you will be announcing that game. senior night, yes. Uh, And then finally, the Hernando Boys soccer. The Tigers were looking to stay perfect in district and faced a tough Horn Lake squad on the pitch last Friday night. Vincent Walters put the Tigers on the board with three minutes left in the first half to take a 1-0 lead into halftime. The Eagles got the equalizers 18 minutes into the second, and that is how the score would remain through the end of regulation and into the first period of extra time. Two minutes into the second half of Extra Time, Wyatt Sort finds Tyler Starnes, who puts it in the back of the net for the 2-1 Tiger lead. And four minutes later, Tyler Starnes gets the brace to ice the match. 3-1, great win by the Tigers, who now were then at the top of their district and traveled to face off in the All Tigers Day in Batesville on Tuesday. As mentioned, this was a beatdown of the Batesville Tigers. They're not quite as bad as the girls, but they still won 8-0, goals by... Tyler Starnes, Calvin Harrison, who had a brace, Logan Frigale, Wyatt Sharp, Parks Rafferty, Jacob Jack McCaleb, and Saul Lopez.
1: When Derek says brace, he means they scored two goals. Two goals, not where's an e brace. Okay? <laughs> no, no, not where's an e brace, but yeah. Hat that trick is three, yeah, brace is exactly. two. Yeah. Brace, got it.
0: They will also look for another district win to stay on top of the table at home against Horn Lake again tonight. Uh, I guess we're late, Matt. You're not
1: doing that game. You're doing no, no, no. We, I, I do the announcing for both games, but then the special announcement is going to be the senior nights for the girls. Got you. Where Got we you. cover, them, do a little yeah. bio, that type stuff. So congratulations to the Hernando Lady Tigers. You know, they struggled uh, this past weekend down on the beach. Their district is not extremely tough. Uh, the Hernando Tigers will win. Lady Tigers will win the district. And then you start off in the playoffs. But when you're playing, playing teams like Whew, Lewisburg, Tupelo, yep. Oxford, it's a whole different and level. Obviously, whoever comes from the south, it's a whole yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a whole different level of soccer, um, you know. So we'll see what that looks like. Excited to call the game tonight. The game last week against Horn Lake between the boys was uh, really really tough. It sounded uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good game. Um, so just to set a couple things up, Hernando basically has already won the district because there was a game played the other day, uh, and the surprise, a team beat another team. So Southampton beat S- Horn Lake, I correct, guess. Correct, something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. So now Hernando has to you know, play the, the rest of the games, yes, but has an opportunity to where if they don't lose by a certain number of goals, they're still going to win the district. Yeah. So, kind of the same type of situation. Uh, let's well, get, just a, ice, get get the win. Yeah. Let's, get the, away, get, the let's get the buy. Let's get the buy, and then we'll see what the number two seed or number in the second round, third round type stuff looks like. But uh, we're going to cover all that on the UTW podcast and uh, continue to shine a light all all the different young people that we uh, cover. You may have noticed Derek kind of zoomed through a little bit when it comes to basketball and soccer. Uh, that just simply because we we wanted to kind of move a little quicker and hit the highlights and uh, you know just give you all the uh, the facts and and kind of move on from there. Before we read our advertisers, we're going to start to end our show uh kind of this way. Uh something that I think we're going to start doing a lot in February. Maybe have some more people on to talk about what we're going to talk about you know just in just one second. Um but Derek that's that's going to be church. That's a big part of our life. That's uh, as I mentioned, traveling down with the youth group this weekend for a big retreat that we do every year. And uh Derek, as I've mentioned several times is a Sunday school teacher. And uh Derek, what's going on this weekend? Uh we Sunday school class.
0: Well, we uh- um, last week was our first time back. Uh, we did not meet on New Year's Day, so last week was the first time back, uh, and we c- talked about what we wanted the subject matter to be uh, for this first, I guess, eight to twelve weeks of the year, uh, and that what we wanted, they wanted to look at, was kind of. God in the everyday, God in the mundane, that sort of thing, that kind of overall theme or topic. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring about uh, three topics. I found three different studies that I'm going to bring to class on Sunday. And we're going to – it's a a democracy. We're going to vote. And uh, whoever – whatever, I guess, book or study – Has the most votes, we're going to go with that. For then we'll start
1: uh, next week on the first chapter. Yeah. So planning. If you're a first time listener to the podcast, you're like, oh my god, are they talking about what's going on in Sunday school class? The reason we do that is because you know, again, is is our show, which we talk about us and uh, right things right here in Hernando. But we want to encourage people to uh, not be afraid to talk about those things, not be afraid to show up on a Sunday morning uh, at a church you've never been to, or if you pass by a church, you know, every day when you go to work or every day when you come home from school or whatever it is, and you've thought about. Going, Derek and I are going to start ending our shows encouraging you, which we do on our Friday shows. But now that we have one show, the end of our show is going to be, Hey, what's Derek, to- what's the topic uh, that we're talking about in your class this week, Derek, and encouraging uh, men and women, especially men, Derek, I don't mind saying that. Hey, dads, take your kids, take your family to church this weekend. You can always start. It opens. Last time I checked, churches open, except for COVID. They uh, tell you tell you, you can't <laughs> they meet. They, yeah, they tell you when you, you can't meet. And if you do meet, you got to meet in the parking lot. But uh, that's a whole other show we can discuss. But let this weekend be the chance, the opportunity to go to a local church and uh, begin that process. Um, Derek and I have talked about our faith on our show numerous times. We're coming out of the Christmas season. It's the new year, new you And uh, Jesus is always the same, Derek. That's the wonderful thing about it. And that's what our religion is all about, how distant we may get, but the cross and uh, but Jesus is always there and always there for us. Well, look, if you enjoy our show, we certainly appreciate you going on this journey with us. Find more information about us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter. At UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, look up OB Pod. OB Pod covers the eastern side of DeSoto County, releases a show early Monday mornings, also deep dives into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch athletics. Great guy, Zach Sims, good friend of ours, friend of the show, does a wonderful job. Been a part of the UTW Podcast behind the scenes since day one. So we want to continue to encourage you to look up OB Pod every Monday morning. Well, Derek, before we sign off, I almost forgot the Under the Water Tower shout-outs. Let's give three shout-outs real quick. Next weekend, the Crystal Ball. Crystal put on, Ball. Yeah, Crystal Ball put on by the Northwest Mississippi Community Foundation. The Crystal Ball will be happening next week. Tell us about that.
0: Saturday, January 21st at 6 p.m. at the Arena in South Haven. The theme is a night in Havana. And, of course, they always honor people. This year they will be honoring Aaron and Ben Napier. Uh, this is the couple from HGTV's hometown out of Laurel, Mississippi. They'll be coming up. They'll be honored uh, there that night. Of course, there'll be a salad auction. The, this is the probably at least the one main event that actually does a live auction. Usually, good trips. Uh, you know, like I think these Vegas trips and trips to Mexico, stuff like that. So there are a lot of trips you can bid on that sort of thing. Uh, has usually has a wonderful sit-down dinner, and I mean uh, the attendance is. In around a thousand, eight hundred to a thousand people usually at this event. So a great event. Of course, uh, it all goes to uh, helping out the Northwest Community Foundation of Mississippi or Northwest Mississippi, and uh, that will be next. Uh, Saturday night, the 21st. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, they are, they're they're one hundred 150 a apiece, I believe, is what they are. So you can call the Northwest Com- uh, Mississippi Community Foundation in Hernando at uh, uh, 662-449-5002
1: to purchase tickets. Our next shout-out, Derek, is going to be to the Hernando Young Women's Club, which will be putting on an inaugural event uh, supporting the Hernando Parks and Rec Department. Um, with Derek, we make jokes about that all the time. but They're, they're actually, stepping up. They're stepping up and actually raising money for the Hernando Parks and Rec Department. So great job. Uh, By them, but they're doing a daddy daughter sweetheart dance on Sunday, February 5th. Tell us about that. All right, it will be Sunday, February 5th. That'll be
0: at the gin in Nesbitt, 931 Nesbitt Road in Nesbitt, Mississippi, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. that night. This is a special young evening uh, honoring girls and their fathers or father like figures. And so anybody tailored for girls of ages about three to uh, about sixth grade, so three years old all the way up to sixth grade, and just a, a wonderful time to have the daughters and the and the dads or the dad-like figures come to dance. All of the benefits will be going to the Hernando Parks I mean, I, well, I mean this is something i wish my daughter now is in 10th grade sure uh, if i asked her to dance with me she would probably turn tiktok on and make a five second dance Absolutely. That, again we're, we're canceling tiktok but this is it's something that she would not attend yeah. me this is awesome I, I wish i could have done that for i mean what is that three to i mean that's um first through sixth grade is five years so like this is almost like seven years yeah. you could do this if they continue this what a fantastic i would have loved to have seven years of da- uh, dancing with my daughter like that so uh, kudos to uh, the Young Women's Club for doing this, for setting this up, and uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing about this event because, unfortunately, I won't be there. But again, Sunday, February 5th, at the Gin, you can go to purchase tickets at HernandoSweetheartDance.rsvpify.com. So HernandoSweetheartDance.rsvpify.com. You can go on there, purchase your tickets, they take your name, and you'll be right in.
1: You're right, Derek. A very uh, neat event. Uh, You and I are involved with the crew of Fernando, and so we're supporting that event uh, uh, as well. Going to be doing. uh, I'm going to be involved in a couple of different ways, and then then also attending, obviously, with my youngest daughter, uh, Evelyn. So, really looking forward to that. Shout out to the HYWC uh, for putting on this event. It's something I think you and I've talked about for a long time as a possibility, and never, never did it. So, wonderful job by them. The final shout out, uh, of course, Derek and I are going to be pushing heavily the next six weeks. Saturday February 18th the crew of Fernando 11th annual Mardi Gras ball tickets on sale now mustache the band one of the biggest party bands in the country will be at the gin on Saturday February 18th you can get your tickets at the guarantee Bank in Hernando Cadence Bank in Hernando. You can contact or ring this phone number, 901-517-5132. That's 901-517-5132. You can email Derek and I on the show. You can stop by the bank, and we're actually, in the next week, you will have an opportunity, a way to buy online that is coming. Pay attention to the Her Crew Fernando Facebook page for more information. A wonderful event. That's how we fund our year of giving, where we support local charities. So we're really looking forward to should be our largest ball we've ever had. Definitely. The largest band we've ever had, and we uh, hope you will, uh, you know, partake and enjoy. Our tickets are one hundred dollars per person. I think you mentioned earlier, Crystal Ball's one fifty. That's right. Yeah, our tickets are one hundred dollars per person, and uh, really looking forward to it. Should be a wonderful event and uh, something to do. Let's get out and, and uh, support.
0: Yeah, I'm a little forward to it. Again, that $100 includes getting into the event. It includes all the food there. It includes uh, all of your libations there. Uh, just a wonderful night. It'll start at 8 p.m. will be done by midnight uh, on the 18th. And just a great way. This is the Saturday before Fat Tuesday, so this is Mardi Gras weekend. And really, really looking forward to uh, Matt. I've never heard this band. I'm looking yeah. forward to the band and well, ready to r- r- look. You.
1: Let's lead the three-year-old to the sixth grade. <laughs> Three-year-old to the sixth grade, not be yeah, babysitters that night. Yeah, yeah, not invited to the crew for an NMR not, not
0: the gym that night on the February fifth. Sure, not
1: February eighteenth. Yeah, not February eighteenth. Totally different kind of crowd on February eighteenth. <laughs> well, <laughs> it may be the same crowd. It's just not going to be acting the same as they would be on February fifth. <laughs> exactly. Well, those are our water tower shout-outs. Again, thank you for continuing to support the UGW podcast. We hope you're as glad as we are to be back on the airways for 2023. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt and I'm Derek. Join us next week under the water tower. From the school to that heaven room Sunday morning in a church pew In a deer stand on a hay field it stayed back to Nashville A Chevrolet with the windows down Me and him just riding around sometimes